Hey everyone and welcome to the Darkcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley, and this is DCI number 40. In this episode, Brian and I got to talk to Andrew and David McIntosh, who uh, are game designers at Taurus Games, and they're currently working on How to Train Your Dragon 2, the uh, video game adaptation of the sequel to the incredibly popular movie How to Train Your Dragon that is coming out later this year, around uh, June or July. And uh, we had a really great conversation, really fascinating, uh, being able to get to see a behind-the-scenes look at uh, a type of game that we don't usually get to, to see, which is you know, a, a licensed property. Also joining us today is Matthew Phillips with Little Orbit, uh, who's the publisher for the game. And just a side note, um, at the beginning of the podcast, it's just Matthew and David on with us. Uh, Andrew comes in about 35 minutes into it because of some technical difficulties, but thankfully they got those squared away so that we could have all three of them talking about the game. Uh, we had a really great conversation. I hope you enjoyed If you want to find out more information about Dark Station, you can do that at darkstation.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at darkstation underscore com. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we are the Darkcast and we are on iTunes. While you're there, give us a review and let us know what you think of the show. Uh, finally, if you want to send us an email, you can do that at podcast at darkstation.com. And if you want to find out more information about how to train your dragon, well, this is your more information. But we will have links to Taurus and Little Orbit's websites as well as Twitter accounts, so you can check those out. As always, thank you for listening. Now on with the show. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. How are you doing today, David? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. You know, just uh, yeah, kicking back, talking to you guys. It's kind of a nice, relaxing morning, actually, by comparison. We've been working pretty hard recently, you know, trying to finish up Dragons, and you know, we're so close to the end, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Nice. Nice. And also <laughs> joining us today is Matthew from uh, Little Orbit, and David is from uh, Taurus Games. So how are you doing, Matthew? Good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? You're you're not in Australia. You are in California, correct? Yes, Orange awesome. County, California. Awesome. So we are just all over the spectrum today. Both Brian and myself are on the East Coast. So we're just it's all kinds of crazy hours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Morning yeah, for we're, some. We're actually in the future right now, and it's April Fool's right. in Australia. That is right. At the moment, so so, so yeah, don't kind of don't lie to, to us about your game, because uh, <laughs> it's it's not our April Fools yet. So right now you're the only one that can punk anybody. So please don't do that. Oh, that, would, <laughs> that would feel really bad. It's like hey, we got the new scoop on how to train your dragon too, and it's all lies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to be as honest as we can. <laughs> awesome. Or if not. Just go for it. Or just, yeah, make it as interesting yeah. as possible. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> each, box, each box comes with a real dragon. Jay Baruchel comes by your house to shake your hand when you bought one. Just, just go, <laughs> go for it all. Um, is is that one of the uh, the Kickstarter reward levels for this game? Is that? Uh, no, wait, sorry, different podcast, different conversation. Anyway, uh, That'd David, Kickstarter reward, <laughs> right? <laughs> I would buy into that. <laughs> there you go. See. Um, if you could tell us a little bit about uh, what you do at Taurus Games and uh, kind of what you do specifically on how to train your dragon team. 
Okay, uh, Taurus, I am a game designer and the head of QA at the same time. Um, on How to Train Your Dragon, I'm filling both those roles uh, as the game designer and QA. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, it's just, we, have, I mean, we have a team of you know, approximately 25 people working on the title. And, um, yeah, it's kind of my job just to put a rocket under them and make sure they're uh, sticking to my design. <laughs> sure, but then also making sure that it's good too because your quality assurance so that's well that's that's an interesting part it's, <laughs> is uh well the combination of qa and design is is actually really interesting because you know you you have to test your own work and mm -hmm. uh because you're designing it it's it's kind of cool like you're, you're testing it from a, a different perspective that you wouldn't normally sort of look at it from a normal qa perspective you'd just be sort of looking around for issues but um you know when you're the person who wrote the design as well you kind of get the opportunity to um test it from the perspective of you know, is this fun, and how do I make it more fun? Um, and you're sort of forced to look at it a lot more than probably what you normally would. I was going to say, does that ever feel personal at all, considering that, you know, it, it's, it is, at the end of the day, your design that you're kind of picking apart to make sure that it's it's what you wanted it to be? Yeah, yeah, it's always personal. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get Does anybody ever come up and go, that's a bug, and you just kind of look at them and they, they shrivel off and walk away? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of happens from time to time. You, know, you get a bug through that looks like uh, looks like a, a suggestion or a, you know, a change to a feature, and you kind of go, "Nah, no, nah, I, I meant for that to happen. Why, why does it look bad? <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that was a bug? That's not a bug. <laughs> now, how That's how a long feature. have you been with Taurus Games? Because I'm looking at the you guys' resume, and you've done you, you, the the company's been doing games for a long time. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, the company's been around since 1994, so we're sort of heading into our 20-year um, anniversary, so this is a long time. Uh, I've been with the company for, like, 11 or 12 years now, um, mostly doing QA throughout that time, but I've been working in design for the last five or six years. Okay, cool. Um, so how did, how did you actually end up at Taurus Games? Did you work at another studio before that, or did you... You know, do game design in college, or how did you? <laughs> I was a serial pest to to Taurus. Going through high school, I was doing my work experience here, and you know, I couldn't leave the place alone. So it's just kind of you know natural that I would fall in here once I'd uh, finished up with high school and everything. <laughs> so they just wore them down until they were like, yeah, yeah, sure, you you can have a job. Just stop, just stop bothering us. Stop bothering us. Yeah, <laughs> just sit in the corner there and do something good. <laughs> can I get paid today? Can I get paid today? A <laughs> <laughs> hey, persistence pays off, man. That is true. Uh, they they just came out with uh, I want to say it was some study where uh, um, uh, the majority I want to say it was um, something like forty to fifty years ago the majority of jobs were given to people who basically walked into the boss's office and said I'm the person for this job. Yeah, there you go. So brass balls, go. apparently. That's, That's it. the way yeah. to do it. <laughs> and be there since high school, and you just keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard about a, a guy who applied for a, I think it was a game design job, and he, he turned up in a stormtrooper outfit. I believe it might have been even been at Lucas. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> and so. he was so memorable, they were taking photos of him. Because <laughs> if it wasn't, if stand it was out for like. Crowd. If it was for, like, NCSoft and it was Star Trek Online, that's <laughs> a serious mis misunderstanding of what you're making. Or show up at yeah, Microsoft and be like, I'm a huge fan of Halo. It's like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh. 
Um, so you said there's about 25 or so people working on uh, Dragon. Uh, how big is Taurus altogether? Uh, altogether? Um, how many people would you say we have? Uh, it's just under 30. Just under 30? Yeah, just under 30. Okay. Cool. Small but yeah. mighty. Yeah, that is... You guys make a lot of games for not a huge studio. I was expecting, like, you know... 500 people or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we kind of we kind of pride ourselves and uh, and our uh, engine and our tech and everything on being able to sort of fire out content really quickly, mm -hmm. which is great because it sort of allows us to iterate on on our ideas uh, quite a bit as well and flesh it all out. Sure. Uh, we, so we, we you guys use dedicated a... people. <laughs> like yeah. we have guys here until until silly o'clock every night. <laughs> they just love it. I'm familiar Can't with silly o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just just a word of wisdom: don't do interviews at silly o'clock at night. We've done that before; they don't turn out so well. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I had a question, and it just left my head. Well, I'll ask. So Brian, so, you... <laughs> Matthew, yeah, Matthew's on the call with us too. Matthew's. We. I don't think we've ever actually gotten to talk to um, a publisher at the same time as the the designers of the game, while they're busy kind of crunching, getting ready to get it done, um, what's going on on your side? What's happening at Little Orbit? On my side, I'm pretty much bugging them constantly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's the game? <laughs> yeah, the game? <laughs> it's, it's basically, yeah, it's basically, hey David, where's my build? Hey David, you got my build yet? <laughs> David, we're still here. And he's... <laughs> It comes to where it's midnight here, and it's like 6 o'clock there, and he's going, they're going, aren't you ready for bed yet? Don't you sleep? Nah, man, I had a rock star. I've got four more hours of where's my game coming at you. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, Taurus, the Taurus guys are great. I mean, I, I love working with these guys. Um, and from my side, it's, it's making sure they have everything they need from communicating with the, the licensor, you know, DreamWorks, to uh, you know, following up with them to make sure that we're given, we're taking care of the licensor needs, as well as um, all the needs that the uh, tourist needs. So, how, how does that relationship kind of work? Because you've got you've got Little Orbit, that's the publisher of the game. You've got Taurus, that's the developer. But then you have a, another third party, DreamWorks, that's you know the license holder of How to Train Your Dragon, which I assume kind of a lot of the uh, decisions kind of have to go through, and that, that's a lot of people for decisions to go through. How does all that kind of work? Does DreamWorks work with you, Matthew, and then you kind of pass that stuff along, or do they ever work with Taurus directly? What, how does all that kind of stuff um, work? It's really nice because uh, basically you've already seen Taurus's library, so they've done a number of already DreamWorks titles, mm -hmm. um, from Guardians to The Crudes to... Um, Turbo, so they they already have a really established, nice base with with uh, DreamWorks, so it makes things go really quickly. Um, and the producer we have over there, Abe, he's 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 a he's a rock star. Um, he gets us, yeah. you know, if we request something, he gets us what we need. Um, if we say we need approvals, like by a certain date, he's he's on the ball with. Um, getting us approval. So it's basically, yeah, most of the stuff gets fed through me from Taurus, and then I pass it along to, to Abe. We also do a lot of weekly calls where it's, you know, 
Taurus, Abe, and myself on the phone um, discussing stuff with the game. So I mean, it's, it's a really great relationship between the three of us. So it works out really, really nice. Very cool. Yeah, um, Abe has been a bit, has been a real champion there because he's he's sort of the the middleman between uh, the film team and us. So he has to kind of you know, match game to film kind of thing. And he gets right in the face of the film team, of course, and um, that's really hard work because, of course, they're busy trying to finish up the movie. We're busy trying to finish up the game and you know, when worlds collide. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do they share assets with you, like character models and world maps, stuff like that, that you use in-game, or do you get, like, you know, pictures of it that you have to then recreate in your engine? How does, how does that kind of work? Oh, man, like... If we ask for for something, you know, if if Abe can get it, then he does. It's is it's been pretty astonishing. Yep. Like uh, we've got models for models for the dragons that we can use as reference. We got you know all of their marketing shots and things like this. We have access to quite a lot of information and uh, and reference images, including the the island, which is a big feature of this game. Um, they they gave us a hell of a lot of reference to do with that. Animations, yeah, audio for the for how the dragons growl, everything. Oh wow. That's really cool. Yeah, it, it makes life a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> now, earlier you mentioned that um, uh, one of the things that you guys are really proud of, David, is is your engine. So is that a, a custom-built engine that's proprietary? It's yours? Yeah, this is this is the Taurus engine that we've been uh, building and maintaining for quite some time. We've had to update our renderer uh, pretty significantly for this game, uh, considering that the scale of the island <laughs> in this game is, is quite large. So is it, um, I guess, moving on to kind of hired, how to train your dragon to proper, um, what, what's the, the game like? Is it an open world map, or what kind of what can people expect in training their dragons? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an open world flying game, basically, that you can uh, go around and experience a bunch of training events and then uh, slide into tournaments. Um, I'm not sure how much information about the second movie is public, so I'm not sure how much I can say, actually. Is this, um, now I know like, not exactly being an aficionado, but having kids, um, I, I was a big fan of the first movie, I know that the, the TV show is supposed to kind of bridge um, the first and the second movie, um, how closely are you guys following like the plot, or is this really just kind of um, outside of what's happening there? This is outside of the plot, but inside of the the universe. So we're we're in the world of How to Train Your Dragon 2. You know, the kids are all grown up, um, or they're sort of they'll probably probably be around 17 or 18 now, I think, in the in the next movie. I'm not sure. Well, they, I think Snotlad's got a, a bit of grizzle in his face. You know, <laughs> yeah, well, you <laughs> they're about um, roughly about 20 years old, and when the when the movie kicks off for two. Okay. Cool. Okay. And so we kind of took. You know what's like David said. It's basically what have they been doing? You know, how do they spend their time between uh, you know the first one, the the TV show, and this? And it's kind of they've been doing these kind of training and tournament events. So, so kind, kind of, of similar to how in, the, how in like the first movie they had like the whole little they had the gladiator pit as it were, where they would you know kind of learn about the dragons and that kind of thing. Now that you know uh, Hiccup and, and Toothless are there to kind of show them the reins it's it's more just you know here here the dragons go have fun with it yeah kind of like they have to sort of uh, find some new ways to to entertain themselves and blow off steam and um they do that with uh 
sort of sporting style events. It's it's like a the dragons are now a sport. <laughs> awesome. I'm I'm okay with that. That sounds good. Um, yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, is it? Uh, is it kind of like um, obviously you've got the the constraints of the particular events that you're taking place in? Um, is the rest of it kind of like uh, freeform flying? Um, how's it, you know kind of what walk me through a little bit of the mechanics as far as um, what you know what players can expect at, like a normal in between events? Are they looking uh, for collectibles okay. or you know what's going on? Yeah, so we've got this uh, gigantic world of of Burke, which I don't think uh, we've been able to really fly around in in previous games. So this is kind of um, pretty awesome for it because we got to flesh out the entire island with you know all of the you know caves and caverns and and good bits. So heaps of th- heaps of places to hide things and heaps of uh, heaps of places that you can fly and, and experience things. We've got uh, a series of what we, what we call passive challenges. This is just Things that you can find around the world, sort of fly through um, hidden points, or you know, set some beacons on fire and that sort of thing. So those are hidden all over the island for for uh, gamers who just want to explore. But when you're done exploring, you can trigger up an event at any point and um, go and take on some solo training missions or jump into tournaments against uh, all the other uh, AI dragons or your buddies. As a main character, are you are you allowed to to kind of pick which uh, which dragon and which rider you want, or is it always just uh, just take up and toothless? Uh, you can pick. You can be whoever you want. Oh, neat. Okay, cool. How how many? Mm. Just out of curiosity, how many different variations of dragons are there? Uh, there are five main dragons. We got the five main riders in there. Okay, cool. Six. So, six main. Six. <laughs> I can't count this morning apparently. So. <laughs> five dragons and That's six right. riders. Yeah. Since two two of which ride on the same dragon. Yeah, rough nut and tough nut. I love the names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there any is there any kind of exploration as far as not on the dragon, or is it always we are flying dragons? You know, this is it's uh, burnout paradise dragons with crashing through stuff and yeah and burning things. We're always on the dragons. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So you can cool, you can use that tagline if you want to burn out paradise with dragons. That's that don't don't pretty... listen to him. That, I'm sure <laughs> there is some sort of licensing appropriate to that. That's not going to be <laughs> back of the box. I do not speak right Criterion. <laughs> Dark Station says that's burn right, out yeah. paradise with dragons. Yep. You, can, you can say that. Uh, I, I actually just said that, so you're, you're free we'll to meet you in court. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You just you know you said that this is the first time that the the whole kind of island's been real been fleshed out. Did that present any um, kind of challenges that you you didn't find in the you know kind of in the first game or or kind of in iterations leading up to that? Uh, yeah, like we ha- we haven't built an, a land this big in a in a game before, and the whole thing is is loaded in at any one time, so it's not it's not streaming. Like the the game doesn't stream uh, the land at all. Um, it's it's just massive. Like the thing is huge. Um, we wanted to get that feeling of like being up really high and kind of diving down towards the towards the ground or the ocean. Yeah, that real sensation of of speed and height and you know depth to the whole thing. So it, I think it's I think it's pretty awesome. I think it's pretty magical. It it is really awesome. So DreamWorks flies mostly. They they lose themselves when I do reviews with them. They they lose themselves just flying around the island because they're having so much fun just flying on the different dragons. So that's that's, that's a, you know that's got to be a real different experience for them considering that there's 
they're kind of constrained to the uh, the movie screen, as it were, and the actions of their animators, and that's really all they get. So to be presented with like their work, but in a manner that is uh, like malleable and that they could actually play with, has got to be a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> they, they they come to us. I mean, they're. I mean, they come to us, and they're they're just amazed with um, what Taurus has done with with the island and with the the dragons. It's they're they're thoroughly impressed. I mean, they love just flying around, the, going up as high as they can, and then they come shooting down and like, oh look, watch when I stop, what he does, and so they love the control <laughs> and feel of dragons. It's 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 awesome to see. Speaking of the the controls, um, how does the game differ per platform? Because it's coming out on what Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Wii, and Wii U, and 3DS. That, that's a lot of various <laughs> control schemes. That's huh? A lot of flying dragons. That, that's yeah. What we're at like 30 dragons that fly now. That's that's a lot of dragons. Um, but uh, kind of how do the the different versions of the game uh, differ? Well, the I guess the the main main different uh, platform would be the Wii using that Wii remote, mm-hmm. um, and that was that's presented its its challenges, of course, because you know n- no two people hold a Wii remote the same or tilt a Wii remote the same. So, trying to get that uh, to the point where everyone can use it comfortably has been sort of like the the main the main part of the game that we keep going back and making minor tweaks to here and there is to kind of. Uh, adjust and get it feeling nice. That was kind of one of the main goals right from the start of the game is to try and uh, ensure that it felt nice on a on a Wii remote. On with a with an analog stick, you know, on the 360 controllers and PS3, we weren't as concerned. Um, but you know, what we've what we've ended up with is uh, it feels really kind of organic in the sky because the the camera and the controls work together to try and sort of you know push the dragon around on screen to to give you that feeling that you know you're Turning and gliding like a real dragon should. Hmm. I feel like that's a, a hard thing that? to <laughs> attain. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a lot based on feeling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Watched a lot of Game of Thrones, I'm sure. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> applicable to how to train your dragon. <laughs> very yeah, very similar, very similar traits between like Jamie Lannister and Hiccup. I'm I'm quite sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. <that's... laughs> Well, we watched um, a lot of how um, how the uh-huh. dragons were flying in the in the TV series and everything. Yeah, that was probably the, some of the stronger reference for how they actually move and and contort around in the air, especially when they're doing some of their sort of crazier maneuvers, which we've tried to replicate as as closely as we can. You know, lots of sort of twisting and bending in the air. Dragon flying, otherwise, you know. Yeah, dragon flying. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you do any um? Where specifically with the the Wii U and the um, kind of the big uh, gamepad, um, what have you guys got going on? Are you doing anything special with the uh, with the center screen at all? Um, for that, we've designed it so when you slip into multiplayer, one player gets the the gamepad and the other player gets the TV. We thought oh, that was okay, probably cool. the, so like a, the a nice, a nice yeah, kind of local, a... local feeling there. Yeah, it's to avoid split screen, which you know it's it's always a bit of a pain. <laughs> you don't want to eat anyone's real est- uh, screen real estate up, and especially in multiplayer where you want everyone to be able to see everything. And not be like looking at the other dude going, oh yeah, I see you coming up. That's alright, I got you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I've been that guy. I know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Hate being that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always that guy. You gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. As a player, you can't let you can't let your friend win. That's you know. That's right. Right. I'm sure it's it's your house. It's your Wii U. You gotta you gotta keep that. You gotta keep it flying. <laughs> uh, do you, did you guys get access to all the um to the voice cast? Is it is it like voice cast from the TV show? Is it everybody coming back from the movie? Um, you know, how, how's how's that working? Whose sounds um, are we here? Is it all Nolan North just doing everybody's voice? Pretty <laughs> much. Nolan, Nolan North does half of them, and um, what's uh, Troy yeah. Baker does? The Troy other? Baker does the other that's half. That's fine. Yes. That's a good pedigree. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be honest, I mean Troy. Uh, yeah, Nolan North is. Uh, is an amazing voice actor. I've worked with him on a couple of games, and he's blown me away. Um, we tried to get as many of the the voice talent as we could, but unfortunately, they all had prior engagements, so we were un- unsuccessful. So we ha- we did we did secure Nolan North. He is one of our voice actors. He um he'll do one is of the voices. Coming our- back as as the dad. Um. Oh, it's a secret part? Okay, I'm not yeah, saying nothing else. All right, fine. no problem. <laughs> no worries. No one's um, in there. I'm, you guys are representing. That's okay. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Almost let it slip there. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. You can go ahead and tell us. I'll just set it in post. That's It'll, it'll all be fine. <laughs> yeah, Um. but no, uh, James Arnold Taylor does our, our voice of Hiccup. And he also does the voice of fish legs. So we, we do have approved... They're pretty much all approved soundalikes from DreamWorks. So, and James Arnold Taylor is an amazing... He's right up He's right up there with Nolan North. He's an amazing voice actor. What he did with Hiccup, you'll hardly know the difference. That's, that, that's the best compliment you can give a guy. If he could, if he could pull it off, especially if he has to be not just uh, a fictional character, but he has to be somebody else. Um, you know, that's I, I love the different things that the human voice can do, and for somebody to be able to pull that off and to to pull it off well is a rare thing indeed. Yeah, he he stepped in there and he kicked out a bunch of um, hiccup lines, and we we're just even DreamWorks was blown away by. By how accurate he was. How, how much are we paying Jay? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get this guy for How to Train Your Dragon Three. It'd be so much cheaper. <laughs> All of the voice talent is phenomenal. Like we end up, we wrote a bunch of lines for you know, going into the recording, um, but then you know just kind of give the voice actors their own head and you know get them to ad lib a bunch of things. And man, they came out with the most hilarious lines. I mean, you have, you have to play the game to hear it, of course, because we've ended up using a whole bunch of them that have just sort of ad-libbed. Uh, but damn, they're funny. They're really funny. That's good to hear. And uh, Taylor is the voice of Ratchet and Ratchet and Clank, right? Yes. Awesome. Very oh, cool. He's also, the, right. <laughs> he's also the voice of Johnny Test in the, in the cartoon. Oh, man. Yeah, my, my preteen likes that show. So, yeah, all right. We're there. You're talking my language now. It's, it's... 
and at times takes on his personality. <laughs> Does the dog make an appearance? So that's where. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. All right. That's that's, that's DLC. We we can't talk about that right now. Uh, it's made up of the two sisters and now we are truly breaching some sort of licensing agreement I'm sure (laughs) (laughs) they've they've done time travel in the show there you go it's all all explained away with time travel Um, so now you guys did not work on the uh, first How to Train Your Dragon game that was a Activision game. Did you guys actually, did you play that one to kind of get a frame of reference, or did you want to stay away from it? I have no idea how well that game did, so I, I'm not really sure. But is that uh, did you kind of want to come? How how did you? Um, I'm trying to form this question mid sentence. Sorry. Uh, how <laughs> how did you uh, come at this game? It being the second game, um, you know, based on a movie. And you didn't make the first game. So it's not like you can go, oh, you know, this is what we can do better. This is how we can improve on what we did with the game that we just made when you're making a sequel to a game that you didn't make. How, how did you kind of approach that? Uh, we approached it, I mean, we of course played the, the first game, but uh, we approached it from the angle of that we're making a different game. So we didn't, we didn't really want to take too much from anywhere else except for, you know, what we wanted to make. I mean, we've all got kids that enjoyed the movie and everything, so we were pretty much making making a game for them, trying to make it as fun as possible for them. Sure. Sure. No, that was our that was our whole goal, is trying to make make our kids smile. <laughs> That's a good goal. And then Does design dot had... number one thing, make kids smile? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we also took a, a lot of people while playing the first game we also asked, you know, certain questions, you know, what what DreamWorks had you know, expectations were for the second one, and we listened a lot to their feedback, and as well as the the film team gave a lot of input of what they wanted to see. So we tried to accommodate them as best yeah. as possible with the making of Dragons Two. Nice. Now I I feel like um, a lot of uh, movie studios can get criticized for being too hands-onny with a, a video game. Are there a lot of of gamers and game enthusiast at, at DreamWorks to uh, like kind of I guess how, how do you gauge that feedback sometimes um I mean you take it as well um, we take it like feedback at it uh, well based off of the feedback you get at a time um and we sit down we discuss it you know we'll discuss the the tourists and I will discuss the feedback and then we'll reply back to them to see what we can do and what we can't do um, which is feasible within the the time frame that we have in order to to meet our deadlines and DreamWorks has been spot on you know with their with accepting you know our our input back on their feedback and so they're they haven't they're not pushy at all they're you know, they're like, we'd really like to see this, so we, we try to accommodate them as best as possible, but, you know, they're not like, oh, no, this is the end-all, say-all, this must get in. So they're yeah. just phenomenal to them working with. Awesome. Okay, so nothing that you guys thought was, like, super cool and really fun, and they just looked at you and goes, no, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really, there, actually. 
Yeah, a lot of the suggestions we just kind of worked with them, and you know the game's better for it. I mean, these guys are the the keepers of the license, so they they understand how how to sort of make it pop uh, a lot better than well, what we would. So a lot of their their feedback has just been really positive and really good. Yeah, I mean the film team knows this is their world, so it's really good to get their feedback and try to make it, you know feel a lot like dragons and a lot like you're inside Burke and the island of Burke. So Taurus has done a great job of, of accommodating that and making it feel a lot like Burke. Nice. That's awesome. That, that sounds like a real kind of symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. It's been nice. It's been really great to, to work with both Little Orbit and DreamWorks. It really has. So I feel like uh, making a game like Dragons, you kind of get charged with a, an interesting task in that a lot of games today try to be really dark and gritty and you got to be like super action-y and explosions everywhere, but you get to make a game that in a lot of ways I guess kind of harkens back to games that we all remember as kids and playing kind of, I guess instilling wonderment might be a good word. Um, wh- what is it like trying to to work within those parameters and, and make that kind of game rather than, you know, the, you know, uh, I guess, How to Train Your Dragon 3, Call of Duty, something or another. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Call of the Viking? Right, right. exactly. The, the dark, gritty remake. Um, um, that's a hard question. It's fun. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's nice not having to worry about, like, setting things on fire, right? you know, I mean, we're not, like, Wait, there, we're not burning no, people alive and things like that. They don't breathe fire? Can you, set <laughs> oh, other stuff fire. On, can you set other stuff on fire? Yes, you can okay. set other stuff on fire. Good, good. But, yeah, we, we have no, like, damage to any characters. No one's really kind of being all that put out. But, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's nice sort of focusing on the the calm aspects of gameplay where people can kind of lose themselves in, in, uh, in the world and the feeling of just being there mm-hmm. rather than uh, expecting you know some Michael Bay explosion to be coming <laughs> on the side of every every uh, building, you know. Yeah, we've Have all seen that with... that Ninja Turtle commercial too. So, no oh yeah, We're, we hear you. <laughs> you had to go and make me sad. What is going on there? Yeah, me. I don't know. It's just a mask, all right. It's just a mask. Don't <laughs> forget <laughs> well, Transformers. You know, they're going extinct. If you listen to Mark Wahlberg, he says that is the the you know the the most important uh, film franchise to date. So they look for you know Transformers to continue well into the main future because it's obviously keeping keeping film moving forward. <laughs> uh, hey guys, I'm just going to uh, tinker with some settings here to try and get my uh, microphone and speakers working. Okay, cool. Not a problem. Cool. Andrew, we talked to him before we talked to anybody else, so this is this is good. Hi, Andrew, how you doing? 
I'm good. Anything you'd you? like to add to the, to the dragon conversation? What was your favorite I'm thing? I've been sitting quietly on the sidelines listening to David. He seems to have covered most of everything. But um, my favorite <laughs> Holding up cue cards. That's right. That's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite part to work on, I, I, it's hard to say. I just My favorite part of the game is just gliding around, the exploration. I mean, it's, it's fun to be in the tournament, but I just love exploring the world in, in real time. I like being able to... You know, look at the island from the same angles that you did from the movie, and yet go over to that thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, seeing uh, something go on. Hey, yes. Let's, let's just go. I'm going to go have a look at that, yeah, and then you can go and have a look at that. Uh, talking about the gliding, uh, that that kind of piques my interest because before we started the interview, uh, Brian and I were actually discussing the most recent Batman game. <laughs> And I've never been a fan of the Batman games, and people think I'm crazy, and I am, but that's okay. Yes, I, I am, I know, I accept that. But I like Arkham Origins just because I like to glide around. Like, I can do that for like 20 minutes straight, and it's just calming and therapeutic. <laughs> yeah, you are far better at gliding than I am at begging <laughs> It's it's all about the the dives and the you got to bring it back up and the accelerator thingy majigger and I, I don't even know the names of of things in the game I just I know it's fun to glide. Yeah, don't uh, don't let him <laughs> fool you. He made he majored in flying squirrel in college. So just... <laughs> Actually, little known fact: the college that I went to I did have uh, I think it was like twenty or thirty to one the number of squirrels on campus to students. Of course, the campus is 30,000 acres, so it's, it's a little large. Uh, but yeah, just fun fact there. Anyway, um, I'm not even making that stuff up. I wish I was. <laughs> a lot of squirrels. It is, and it was, it was like 7 to 1 deer to students as well. It was, it was crazy. Um, Did you go to Druid College? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Brian. I went to Druid College <laughs> on the planet Druidia. Um, no one oh. knows about that. Anyway, um, I guess uh, kind of as we sort of wind this down, actually, Andrew, if we could go back to you and if you could tell us a little bit about what you do on um, on how to train your dragon. Two. <laughs> yeah, clarified this. Cool. The um, oh yeah, primarily my job on this project's being just in production. Yeah. It, it, making sure that all the tasks are laid out and get done on time, helping to meet deliverables. But I've also, um, I'm an artist by trade, so I also uh, managed to get my fingers in and work on some of the art assets as well. You, you, most of it in the UI, not so much of the gameplay stuff, but yeah, enough to feel good and feel like I've been a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to ask, how does... How does that art process kind of go when you have uh, kind of a look that's already set in, you know, making a, a game that's kind of tied into a movie? Is is there a lot of room to create stuff that's, you know, not going to be seen in the movie and is, is just in the game, or is a lot of it kind of more mirroring what's in the in the film? Uh, yes, a little little bit of everything that you just mentioned. Mostly, <laughs> mostly it's mirroring. Um which is kind of good because we can put more effort into you know trying to make the art as you know convert it as good as possible 
and you know we don't need to think quite as much that said it is nice to come up with your own designs and get you know get them approved and have your own um, take on things in the game and those things are usually heavily referenced again from the movie so we look at all the screenshots we look at the style guides and if we need to make something new we make sure that we design it in accordance with those um, with those elements and then send them off to DreamWorks for approval before we make the final asset. Everything needs yeah. to be approved. Everything needs Everything. to be approved. Approval yeah. sheets for everyone. Yeah. But it's, it's good. It, make, it make, keeps, the, keeps the, uh, the style genuine. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. I imagine that's probably one of the, the biggest challenges with working with a, a licensed product, though, is everything's got to be approved. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kind of used to it. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, it's just well, part of our process now. Yeah. That, that's awesome. As we were talking about earlier, I mean, it's just like you guys have made a, a ton of, of games and a lot of them licensed. And uh, for, you know, not not like a Ubisoft-sized studio, that's incredibly impressive. And the fact that you guys have been around for 20 years now, that's also, that's great. So congratulations on all of that. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, Brian, uh, I don't really... Have any more questions? Do you have anything before we go uh, to the end game? I think game? we've got we've got six more questions. We're gonna cool. we're gonna give you guys what's called the end game. Um, it's our it's our our uh, our kind of questionnaire. Uh, we based it off of the kind of James Lipton uh, inside the Actor Studio questionnaire. Except it's more video game focused, a little more personal. Um, and feel free, all three, to answer. Um, you know, you don't have to hold the line. This is this is about your game, yeah, about your stuff, uh, what you guys feel. Um, it does get harder as we go along. So just, just prepare yourself. And it also starts off really hard. So start. Wait, it's, it's start it starts yeah. off hard. Yeah. yeah. Is this competition? Do we have buzzers? Can I win? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I? I, will, I will keep track of points on this side. And <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the round, um, one of you can sell me on uh, on how I met your dragon too. If there's anything else you guys want to say. <laughs> how I met your dragon's mother too. <laughs> And I'm actually right now putting uh, stuff on our Google Doc so we can track your question or your answers, and uh, there will be a winner. <laughs> so, so Brian, Brian, did you say you were the one keeping the score? Because I must yes. say you sound really handsome. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What he's making right now is not going to be utilized at all. Yes, it will. <laughs> Just. Just so you know. <laughs> um, question number one. We're gonna start right. Jump right into it. Um, who is your favorite um, video game protagonist? Oh, Told you. It starts off with a bang. Yeah, that is. I wasn't prepared for this at all. <laughs> <laughs> protagonist. Protagonist. Good guy. Anti-hero. Uh, generally, the person that uh, that the the player gets to play as. Yeah. No freaking idea. Oh no, this is this is Dude, easy. Yeah? Scorpion Mortal Kombat. The guy can set people on fire, man. <laughs> and he can Skull like... head, absolutely. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Get over here. Come on. <laughs> I got those I got like two. I got I gotta go with Deadpool. I kinda like Deadpool. All right. okay. I, I like these cho- I like these options. This is good. You guys are making this very difficult. <laughs> then as my second one, I, I would have to go with um, 
like Ratchet. I love Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Absolutely. I can't give you double points for that, but I absolutely agree. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take the Ratchet one, so I get a point. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Uh, winners will be announced at the end. I'm not. I'm going to let you guys stew on it for a while to see see where it comes up. Um, flipping that coin. Who is your favorite antagonist? I know this sounds like a cliche answer, and I'm sorry that it is, but Sephiroth is oh, just so my awesome. Word. He's just awesome. Nah, his persona is just really... Now, anyone who can wield a sword that big with one hand that gracefully goes down as a badass in my book. <laughs> All right. Matt? Uh, I was going to say Liquid Snake. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Well done. Okay. It's good. All right. I, Matt won the second one. Just letting you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your your least favorite um, kind of trope or theme that's going on in video games today? What least would you favorite. like to just kind of done away with? Uh. Oh, that's hard. Okay, I'm, I don't know. See, I'm a, I'm a video game junkie. I love everything about them. That's that's a difficult question. It's got to be something you'd, you'd like less than it. I mean, uh, other people have given, like, I know uh, uh, an answer that comes up a lot is, like, uh, the kind of amnesia start um, where the main character kind of begins a game not knowing anything of what's going on or not being able to remember their past. Or explosive barrels everywhere. Explosive barrels <laughs> No, I like them towards the I'm right there with you. Yeah, since the first game, and they'll be in the last. Yeah, I guess, like, from a more mechanical perspective, uh, games oh. try to hold your hand through everything. They have to tutorialize everything, like, you just don't get it. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel placated. Um, I kind of want to figure things out, and it's it's kind of annoying. Not so much a trick. Yeah. It works. That absolutely works. That's that's why the word theme is also strategically thrown in there. Yeah. So. <laughs> See, that's like a double-edged sword because then you get those games that frustrate you because they don't tell you. Yeah. Kind of like the Deathstroke fight in Batman Origins. Ah, <laughs> oh, that that was the point in the game where I was like, "Hey, this is okay. I like this." I actually thought that was really cool. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually got kind of frustrated now. with that. <laughs> <laughs> that made me feel like I was I was like man I can't play games at all anymore <laughs> I was so good at the first two I competed the bosses and then I got to him and I was like wow I really stink at this game <laughs> the humbling gameplay it's yep. like demon spells man <laughs> I was more like Batman at that fight sorry Batman I was here usually complicated end kills Oh yeah. They 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 bother me a little bit. I just want to keep fighting, not yeah. have to sit through a, a massive cutscene. I'd rather be performing the action, not watching the action. Yeah, so overly cinematic and good time events. And, yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is you don't like overly complicated death strokes? Yeah, right. I'd rather it be right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. That's I do, that's, that said, I do like them, like some of them, but I just feel like. Some of them go too much, and they're a little overused in some games. Yeah, just chop his head off and move. Yeah. 
Because rather that, you know, you know, some you know, some games that uh, on the death hit, the game slows for just a quarter of a second just to allow you to, you know, take in the fact that you've just locked that dude's head off and then you keep going. That's nice, but when it forces you to stop and watch, do a player do something really cool while you have no control over it. Especially if it's every time, like yeah. every time that you fight this enemy, and you're fighting like two hundred of them, and you have to sit through this thing over and over. Yeah. Mm. Sure. It was cool the first time. It is not cool anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely, I got you. I got you, Matt. Did we get something from you? Yeah, I said Destro. Da- okay, okay. Destro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just put that down as Destro. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fourth question. If you had the chance to make any license into a game, what would uh, you like to do? Back to the Future. <laughs> back to the Future in a GTA style game. I would yeah, hands yeah. down. I wanna go to I wanna go back I wanna go back in time, forward in time and like you know, change what's happening and yeah, it'd be amazing. Could you, could you take the hoverboard with you anywhere? Ah, yes. Okay, you win. I I don't care what any of the other answers are this round. Yes. I I, I can't compete with that (laughs) one. No, that's fine. You don't even have to. That's... I've thought about that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like it, and I'm I'm thankful that you make games and you have. (laughs) I don't know what ever happened, but thank you for thinking of it. A couple months ago, I was watching Aliens. And um, I noticed that the Marines were actually talking about things that they had done prior, and I thought how cool would it be to be the Marines and go around to various planets and do all the various things that they do. And then I found out a week later that there is a Marines game coming out. So, <laughs> that's one, yeah, one of my dreams. Well, I don't get to make it though. Yeah, that's, I, I'm sure that if you did, it would be better than you. <laughs> <laughs> because yours sounds a lot more entertaining than what. Than what Randy Pitchford sold us. Sorry, Randy. I love <laughs> Matt. Right, I'll do this. I'll do this. I, I, I don't know. I can't. I'm, I'm with David on the Back to the Future game. He's, he sold all of those. All. That hey, that works. That's yeah. All right. Fifth fifth question. Not necessarily video game related. Um, no restrictions. If you could do any other profession, what would you like to try? Make video games. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting one. Well, I like personally. I like to um, do digital paintings in my spare time, so I'd like to illustrate a children's book. Nice. Okay. Cool. Astronaut. I think space is really cool. Yeah. Go to Mars. Yeah. I have to experience zero G in my life. I'll go make games on Mars. That'd be fun. <laughs> Back to the future. On I've always wanted to make a game where you go into Mars. Yeah, there you go. Matt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in the background there. My wife just got up to go get him. <laughs> it's our smallest one. He's uh, he is almost six months old in two days. So sleeping oh, is wow. not his favorite thing. That's a good thing. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Favorite profession, Matt. Throw it out there. 
Favorite profession. Not favorite. No, not favorite but profession, but like any you know, profession. Give a shot. What would you like to try? No holds barred. Like you can be a world traveling beer taster if you want to. So, uh, Greg, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to say, uh, after going through and doing a lot of the these the voice sessions, I'd have to say being a voice actor was is probably pretty cool. Actor in general, nice. But voice acting definitely being able to to do all these different voices like Nolan North and James Arnold Taylor, uh, that just is amazing to me. So I'd have to say voice acting. I'm right there with you. Absolutely. All right. Final question. I don't know how to do UA, but in a chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We gotta watch you. That's that's good. <laughs> Final question. This one gets a little dark. Bear with it. Um, at the end of our lives, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom, and Toad greets us with the Book of Our Deeds, uh, what would you like him to say to you? Princess is in another kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I respawn and try again. Yeah, you get to keep playing. <laughs> oh my life, I go into life 2.0 and we. New <laughs> game plus. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the difficulties increase now. <laughs> but now you can change your character just, outfit. Dances are just too good. <laughs> he got it. And yeah. you know what? Yeah, that's right. I, I'm gonna on the basis of uh, of Back to the Future GTA because that made it giddy. Uh, I'm going to name uh, David the winner. Yes. Uh, David, so. David, sell us, sell the sell the people. You get you get two minutes. Sell uh, tell us where where we could get uh, where when how and why we should get. How to Train Your Dragons 2. And as a, as a oh. trap question, you need to tell me what your favorite platform is. My favorite platform? <laughs> <laughs> it is a trap question. <laughs> PC, trap, all you, the way. You don't have to answer that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd say PC. Pick it up. When is it coming out? It's just a lot easier. How to Train Dragon 2, everyone should go and get it. Of course they should, because it's... It's a, a reach back into your, your childhood gaming experiences where killing wasn't the object, where just solid game fun of zipping around in a world and experiencing a universe that isn't your normal one uh, is really at the forefront of, of your experience. That's what you should be aiming for, you know? Like, um, just enjoying your environment and where you are rather than blowing dudes up. <laughs> it's not good for the mind. <laughs> <laughs> Dragons for your soul. That's right. Yeah. Uh, when, when, is, when can we when can we expect everybody to pick up How to Train Your Dragon Two? That's up to that's a question from Matt. I was gonna say I'll answer that one. Um, it'll re it'll release um, in June, right around. We're looking at the between the third and the tenth of June. Okay. So is, that, we, is, that, is that close to when the movie's also coming out, or is are you yeah. guys like beating that? <clears throat> yeah, we'll be out either two weeks or a week before the movie comes out. The movie comes out somewhere around June twentieth. Awesome. I've heard. 
So I've heard between the 13th and the 20th. So Sounds good. Well, final question. Where can people go to find out more about How to Train Your Dragon 2? Um, LittleOrbit.com and Let me see here. Yeah, I think it's still being set up at the moment. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We're sure we are. This is you know we're That's we're just nice. getting into April. That is true. Yeah. So yeah. I, we will have we we do have our Facebook page. Um, okay. Orbit page. So they do have that, and then they, I do believe their our marketing and PR are working on a a website for the game. Okay. So. Very cool. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight, or this morning in the future on April Fool's Day. Uh, had a great chat, and uh, hope the uh, the final months of making the game aren't too terribly grueling. Uh, and wish you the best of luck. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Let's go, punch out.